Hi guys, I'm André Villas-Boas, listening to Echoes of Glory. And don't forget, whatever happens, the future is bright, the future is lily white. Come on, your Spurs. By Bentancourt, now Son, how much confidence does he have? He does have Hoybier alongside. Son went himself and scored a screamer! Worth the wait, and Son. It was a beauty. Son. Son. Oh! A diamond that shimmers still more brightly. Brilliant, and then more brilliant still. A masterpiece. Hello and welcome to season 12, episode 8 of Echoes of Glory. I'm ASD. I'm Chris. And I'm Jack. I'll just say, uh, I've just realised, I always forget what episode we're on, so I've got the SoundCloud up right. Season 12, I'm going to say it's my uh, 12th wedding anniversary today, so Emma's, Emma's loving the fact that I'm doing this. But it's 12 years. So I must have just started this like just after I got married. Um, season one, episode one. Season one, on the honeymoon. One. Bloody hell. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, I don't want to pass any comment on your marriage, ASD, of why you decided you had to start a podcast the minute you got married. <laughs> I think we started this in February. So I think we gave it a good few months. We tried it out and then it was like, oh God, what do we do in the weekends now? Now we're legally bound to each other. But um, here we are. Uh, it's been a good weekend. It was after a miserable midweek. It's been a good weekend. I had I had uh, I had all I had Dirty Sanchez planned as the uh, podcast title, but we're not even going to talk about him now. How good was it to see Son's little face smiling? How that's made my weekend. Were you there, Chris? I certainly was, and in fact, oh. I was talking to someone before the game, and we were talking about the lineup, and I said, "Look, Sonny's going to come on and come on and score." I didn't think he'd come on and score a hat-trick, but I said he's going to come on and score. And actually, when that first goal went in, several people around me went, you called that, you called that. The oh. other brilliant thing was that um, when we scored from the Eric Dyer goal, I was like, right, come on, we need our set-piece uh, coach to be earning his money now. And then it went in from the corner. Yeah. And again, I got a little bit of kudos from down the other end of the road for that one. <laughs> and do you know right. what? What I think is I don't even think I'm that I'm that, I'm that loud. I just think I'm muttering things to myself. It turns yeah. out everyone can hear me. Yeah, yeah you are you're quite loud. Um, yeah. <laughs> I did that once with a Dawson goal. He um the ball came in, I shouted, Dawson's and he uh, he got his head on and scored for us. And I felt like the boss then. Um sort yeah. of made up that Nottingham Forest moment while uh, Yeah, I was just, I was just <laughs> gonna, I was gonna bring up the Ryan Mason thing, I see. Oh, the Ryan Mason one, that's it. It was absolutely glorious. You know, like we know that the games against Leicester have got lots of goals in them. And I'm still not convinced, having watched match of the day, whether that was a penalty, because I'm not sure it was in the box. He didn't. He did catch him. Not convinced it was in the box. And actually, Big Dave had a decent game, apart from that, to be fair. 
um you know regardless of the fact that you were going to call this dirty sanchez uh and madison's finish was very nice and they did have a lot of chances as Brendan Rodgerson afterwards, we had they had a lot of chances, but we put them away. But boy, didn't we? I just think, you know, that's exactly what we it's exactly what you want us to be doing. We all went away with a smile on our faces. And mostly it's because we all love Sonny so much. And you know that he's been struggling. And it's funny because, I mean, he said it himself. It's like it just hadn't gone in before. And he had had some good chances and it just hadn't gone in. And that third one where he scuffed at it, you were like, oh, come on, Sonny, you know you've got to get this hat trick. And then, and then, you know, like right foot and left foot as well. That's what we were all doing, like within minutes of each other. And it was just beautiful. Like the way he just curled it, you knew that's what he was going to do, that first one. You knew he was going to cut, he was going to cut it outside and like, spin it round, and then when he started on that run he knew he was going to go for the left footer it was lovely and the move for the goal that he scuffed well the one that he didn't score the one that he scuffed was absolutely glorious and you know and big up to Rodrigo you know like like nicking the ball like that and then finishing very nicely and you know like look I keep I always mention the Proud Lily White's WhatsApp chat they were absolutely apoplectic all of them at half time apoplectic 2-2, can't believe it. They're all shit. What's Ben Tancor doing? What's Richarlison doing? Blah, 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 blah. Do you know what? It's like half time, guys. It's half yeah. time. You know, and also anyone who's ever played a game of football as well knows you just, even if you're the better team, don't always win. Don't win every ball. Don't win every header. Sometimes you just don't always win. But do you know what? It was lovely yesterday. It was great Harry getting the first one carrying on and you know what the other thing I was thinking is you know Erling Haaland scored one yesterday as well and everybody's just talking about him and so Harry can just get on with scoring in every game and it not being an event because it's an event every time Haaland scores and I quite like it not being an event every time Harry scores so yeah all in all absolutely loved it all the goals uh the second half goals were at our end so pretty much we're in line with the 18 yard line so, you know, got a lovely view of all of that. And actually, Pat and Gina, who sit next to me, weren't there because Gina's in Cyprus. So there were two Korean um, lads next to us and there were two Korean boys and a um, and a Korean woman in front of us. And they absolutely loved it. And they just wanted to celebrate with us. We were like high fiving, fist bumping, like ruffling each other's hair, you know, because that's what they're there for. You know, as soon as he came on, the cameras came out. You know, the guy next to me had already filmed both the goals, sending it to his mates. Oh, just uh, it was just great. It was absolutely great. And as you say, seeing his little smiley face afterwards, seeing all the social media stuff, they all signed the ball. They signed this. He signed his shirt. And that was the thing. That first goal, the team were delighted and Conte was delighted. And so and it just, I, you know, it made me feel pleased about the group as well watching all of that so yeah loved it really enjoyed it stayed for ages to clap for sun and just have a chat usually just try and nip out but I guess because it's a Saturday night anyway you're not rushing anywhere else because like your evening's already spent although what did I do I did come home and do something I did do something anyway whatever I did last night um but yeah it was great loved it loved it loved it loved it that's what it's all that's what it's all about watching a 6-2 scoreline in in really nice I quite like the colour scheme I know it's like 
whatever the monarch, the monarch, monarch, monarchical, whatever it is. I don't know. Regal. That's the word. It's some kind of regal colour scheme of like purple with gold writing. Mm. But it looked quite nice. You know, I'd recommend. And the music as well was very easy listening. It was a bit of a radio too. You know, there was no, there was no Metallica. There was no Metallica yesterday, there was no Enter Sandman. It was all like like songs you could sing along with at a slightly, and they turned it down a bit. Yeah. It was very nice for my middle-aged ears. I mean, you've covered every single topic there. Um, Jack, which of the two goals you have in? Which one's your favourite? Well, out of the sun, yeah, out the, of the first sun two. screamers. Yeah. The, the second one with his left foot, because he scored what is seemingly an identical goal against Leicester last year at home. I don't yeah. know if you've seen the videos going around. It's it's near enough the same spot, the same strike, the same outcome, which is like that. That is absolute skill, isn't it? Like anyone can hit a shot from 25 yards and you just catch it. But to just be able to replicate the same goal is, is class. Um it's great. Look, I, I agree with what Chris said. There. It's great to see Son back scoring. He, there, there seemed to be like he was. Almost, he almost seemed to be angry when he came on. Like I've never really seen that side to him before. Like he, for the first time in probably five years, all of a sudden he's got a point to prove. And and boy did it by just going out and doing that. It, it was incredible. But I thought what was interesting, interesting was the the tactical switch that we saw yesterday with him going two up and actually having a three man midfield having. And Benton Court, he brought Bissouma in, didn't he, to play alongside Hoybier. Um, and actually, the three of them seemed to work really, really well. And it definitely freed Benton Court and, um, and Hoybier up to go and do a little bit more. Um, and especially Benton Court with like his range of, of passing and his like composure on the ball. If you can get him 15, 20 yards higher up the pitch, you're just going to create more opportunities. So to see the two of them have the shackles released a little bit and it was like go on go go up go and play with Kane and um, and Son up the top end of the pitch I thought that was really really good to see um so all in all cracking win like to score six goals in any game of football at any level like is a brilliant achievement so we, we did really really well to do that Leicester Leicester are pretty poor if we're being honest like it was one of them games where it's like even at 2-2 when you go and watch a game of football and it's and, and it's that open you are thinking like with the firepower we've got, I back ourselves against most teams, probably apart from City. Like in a you have a shot, we have a shot game. You know, when Kane and Son are firing like that, you just think, well, we're going to score bundles. So I thought it was really strange the way that Leicester played. Um, there's, I feel like there is a bit of a, a, a template, a bit of a model to like, how do you play against Spurs and how can you frustrate us? And Leicester just seemed to do the complete opposite of that and throw everyone forward. So it, it did feel like the game played into our hands, but you've still got to put those chances away. You've still got to get the three points. Um, but it was great. It's just like there, there were really no negatives. Like he he brought slightly different players in, didn't he? Like even like Perisic playing on the right hand side, playing as a right wing back. Like obviously, like to score that many goals um, and, and him be involved in that's great. Sun scoring, like Kulusevski getting on, getting assists again. Like, there's pretty much a positive for near enough every single player out there, which was um, which was really great. The only person I felt really sorry for was Hugo, who made a brilliant penalty save, and he was just off of his line, won't he? And you know, by by the law, it has to be retaken. But cracking penalty save. Um, and I don't know if you saw in the highlights, like he was absolutely fuming. Like when Tielemans took it again, and then really good penalty. He was absolutely fuming, um, Hugo, but. Cracking victory. Um, I feel like we needed that after Lisbon in the week, which was obviously, I do feel like there was a, a an absolute meltdown 
because we lost a Champions League group stage game. Um, and maybe we'll talk about that in a minute. But to bounce back like that was, was brilliant. Bentica, I think we need to celebrate Bentica a little bit. I think he's been absolutely fantastic for us. After the game, he'd had more assists than Odegaard since the start of last season. You know, Arsenal, the greatest thing, you know, in the world, apparently. But Son, before the game today, had scored as many goals as Jesus. Jesus is now one ahead. Um, but Bentica and that, that tactical change, it just freed us up and suddenly it all just clicked because I was getting a bit worried about how we were so defensive and it was clipping Sonny's wings a little bit, but suddenly we were just free and Kulu was making some amazing runs and working really hard with the ball. Bentica and Hoiberg driving forward, I thought was was really good as well. So I I was, it was just a really great game. I think the disallowed goal should have stood as well. I think that that keeper protection, if he's just going to stand there and let people jump into him, I, I don't... Absolute Absolute madness. madness. Like, Sanchez didn't even make any contact. He just jumped. I, like, and the goalkeeper really didn't. Weird decision. Yeah, really, really weird. So I, I, I do get it because like you do get keepers do get fouled a lot on set pieces, and I do think there's a narrative that they're overprotected. I yeah. do think a lot of the time they're they're fouled pretty much on every set play. But that one, it was like it, there was no contact. He's just jumped and completely missed the ball. That Leicester goalie, it, it, like, he's not a Premier League goalie. Like if you see some of the goals they concede, you just think like to go from Casper Schmeichel to him. Like what a huge downgrade that's been for them. I, mean, I think it, I think it's become apparent. Casper Schmeichel actually leaving Leicester and leaving the Premier League. Like what a good goalkeeper he is. Yeah, they always said it, wasn't it? I well, thought... we're going to worry when I think you know Loris hasn't got much longer left for us, and I think we are going to rue. We've taken him for granted because actually you don't worry too much. You don't really worry about him. You might say, oh, a bit concerned about his distribution or whatever. Although he played an absolute wonder ball in the first half, like everyone was like, you know, going mad about yesterday. I think we're really, really, really going to miss him. We're really going to miss him when he's not there anymore. Yeah. I, I trust Paratici though. I trust the Paratici setup. I'm assuming they've got a plan. Um, I'm glad it's not Galini. <laughs> <laughs> did you see that clip of him in the week doing keep wow. ups and getting the, oh my doing word. Galini things? Yeah, yeah. he was. A, he, made, he made Gomez look like a consistent keeper, didn't he? I, I trust. I do trust the process with him, so that that is good. Um, Talking about goals today, though. Yesterday, though, did you see Ash Neville's today? I was going to get to that. I mean, Ash, I haven't seen it yet, but and a debut goal for Drew Spence as well. Yep. Well, two two debut goals for Drew Spence, really. But uh, poor old Drew. <laughs> got sleep. But I tell you what, like, my friends who were there were like, it wasn't a great performance. There's a few concerns, but actually, we came away with the points. And looking at City losing to Villa and Chelsea losing to newly promoted Liverpool, that's a great, that's a good result for us today because that's a really upside down set of results. I mean, obviously, Arsenal and um, Manchester United like totally dominated on, you know, just the day before Friday and Saturday. But, you know, I think going away on the first, you know, first games of the season are always a bit weird. And I think we've done well there. But honestly, I recommend either going on social media or watching the um, women's football show after match of the day tonight and looking at both of those goals, actually, because they're both really good, but Ashes particularly. And I just saw an an interview with her. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? And she says, I don't usually get those opportunities in the centre of the park. And I saw it open up, so I thought I'd have a go. Yeah. I mean, it's a great goal, isn't it? 
Yeah, it's a stonker. Because she's seen that she's seen the keepers off a line, decided to have a little go at it. You know, it's brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Having that. Um do you want to talk about sporting at all? I mean, it was good to see Marcus Edwards doing it a little bit. You know, he, he's obviously got talent there, which we always knew he was going to have. Um, are, are we interested in him? We should be. Because he's he's got a 52 million buyout clause and we get 26 million at that, which means I guess we can pay 26 for him. Yeah. So, because we, we haven't let Hill go or Brian Gill because we wanted a replacement for him. We haven't found a replacement. And that was always the Troy thing. I think he wants a bit of a tricky winger with a bit of pace. It could be Marcus Edwards for 26 million. You know, it's, that's cheap these days. But are we are we only talking about Marcus Edwards because it's Marcus Edwards that used to play for Spurs? Like he had Possibly. a couple of I thought I thought we had a couple of good moments in the game, but I didn't think that 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 he was a standout performer. What what I did take from the sporting game was that they were a very very well coached and organised side, which shouldn't surprise people because it's a Champions League game. And it's like you know, I was I was gutted for us to but I didn't think we played well. And and when you're when you've put in not a great performance and you're a minute away from getting a, a draw in the first away game of the group, you're thinking that'll be a really, really good point to get out of here with that. And then when you lose it late on, it yeah. is incredibly frustrating. And especially from a set piece, because it always feels like it's avoidable. Um but I do think like we just need a little bit of perspective with the Champions League. It's like Liverpool lost four one at Napoli in their opening game. Like you're going to lose games in the group stage of the Champions League you are and I get it's frustrating but the the meltdown that came after it I thought was just a little bit I thought it was a bit over the top like ultimately if we win our three home games we'll get through so it's like you you can almost afford one of those performances in the group stage it was a massive wake-up call because I do think there was quite a lot of complacency from the players and even a little bit from Conte going into that game because there was no intensity um, and that was the biggest thing watching that was sometimes you can watch Spurs in a game and, you know, you technically were just off with stuff. But like stuff that you can control, like your intensity, how much can you close down? Can you compete? All of that, all the basics of football. We didn't do that for the first 70 minutes of the sporting game. And then we started to. And actually, we Kane probably should have scored and Perisic to put that brilliant cross in, you know, and he was just on his heels a little bit. Um, if that goes in one, like, you probably go on and win. And it's like, oh, brilliant. Spurs have played poorly in one again. You know, it's it's an art to be able to do that. So it's very it's very fine margins. But um, I just think we just need to relax. We've got back-to-back games now against Frankfurt, which will not be easy again because it's the Champions League. But you back us to win both of those games. And if we do that, we're pretty much through. So I think it was just, it did make me laugh. They were, you know, I actually turned talks off because someone phoned up and was questioning content. You just think, my word. It's our first. It was our first defeat in seventeen, wasn't it? And you just think, come on a minute, like you're gonna you're gonna lose games of football, especially in the Champions League. I saw so. someone in what in the in the WhatsApp group said, well, you know, if we lose against Leicester, I think that'll be it for Conte. Amazing. Amazing. I'm like exactly that. We haven't lost since April. I think the yeah. only concern for me was exactly as you've just said though, Jack, is that like at nil nil is not being able to hold on to it because that's what we're supposed to be able to do now, right? And I think the other thing is is that, you know, Tuchel understood how to play against us and these guys understood how to play against us and we don't have a way to respond to that. And I think when you're when you're Conte 
you need to be able to know how to respond to that if you're not just going to be able to outdo people in that context. Yeah. Is my view. But Sporting yes. were a good side though, and, and, I, and I do think that there's a bit of that that a lot of these sides that are maybe not from the Premier League, La Liga, Italy or France or, or even the Bundesliga like whenever you play a side not from one of the, the main leagues I do think that there's quite a lot of disrespect to them that you just expect to be able to turn yeah. up and win yeah, and it's yeah. Like, you know we've, we've watched Spurs enough in the Champions League in the Europa League to know that like any away game in Europe is tough like didn't it take it took Pep with City two seasons for them to win any game away in the Champions League and it's like this is the greatest team we've ever seen so it's like, it, it is difficult to go and get the results yeah, and I, the context for that. Um, to give context on the Conte effect, uh, we have now got seventeen points from seven Premier League games, which is our joint best record at the start of the campaign. Same to sixteen, seventeen when we finished second to Conte's Chelsea. But to put that into comparison, versus the same games last year, Southampton plus three points, plus four goals, Chelsea plus one point, plus two goals. We go all the way through. Leicester, plus two goals. Wolves, plus three points, plus three goals. All the way through, we are eight points up where we were last season and 12 goals up. That's a huge difference. Yeah. That's a huge difference. And who wants the man that's doing that out? He could literally lose the next four games and we'd be in the same place as we were last season. It's it's unbelievable. I, I do think with it, though, like hearing those stats, like that, that, that it, like that's fantastic. The only sort of like question mark I've got at the minute is just like expectations for Conte that's the that's the challenge he's got is that everybody just thinks we walk into the top four and if anything we're actually not that far behind the teams that are you know one and two when it's like we've relatively got the same side bar one or two players and it's like we just finished fourth last year we haven't massively improved like yeah okay with the squad's got a little bit better but like you'd sort of expect us to be around fourth again we might we might finish fourth we might get third we might finish fifth like I, I would expect us to be, be between third and sixth and it's like we could be on the right side of that could be on the wrong side of that but I do think that the expectation is that for some reason we will just be an absolute nailed on team to finish in the top four and I, I don't think it's going to be as easy as that we're seven games in like it's just yeah. let's just everybody calm I mean, down the weird thing is Jack is I I agree with your sentiment, but I disagree with that because I think that's why we've got Conte and that's what he's supposed to bring is is a complete winning mentality that we haven't had before. And that's what he's there for. So, you know, we've built this team, we've done whatever, we invested, we gave him what he wanted, invested in what, you know, and that's what he's supposed to do. So I agree everyone needs to calm down. I also agree that we don't, shouldn't win it. You can't expect to win every match. But I also think that the, re- the whole the whole point of Conte is that he's a winner. And we've never had a winner like that before. So you better do something. Because if we just, you know, like finish like we've always done, then what's the point? We might as well just do all the things that we've done before. So this was supposed to be something different. Yeah. Yep. Uh, can I talk? Uh, I mean, is there anything else on the current games? It was just nice to see. Were you worried at halftime yesterday? No. No. Okay. Um, international break now, which is nice. 
Congratulations, Eric Dyer, for getting called up. Yeah. That's really good to see. Uh, Joe Roden, I, I'm, he got man of the match yesterday, and he's played nine games so far this season, so that's exactly what we wanted for him. Like, he's 24 years old. You know, it took Sanchez ages, and apart from this one mistake, he's been a rock, so hopefully we can see that. Or sell him. You know, I'm, I just want to see the boy happy, so so that's good to see. Um, have you seen the any of the World Cup kits yet? No. The, red, the red England one, I think, is lovely. The red ink, the blue one's pretty bad, but yeah, the red weird. one is is a great yeah. collar. It's got and the yeah. the badge is massive as well, which I think is really good. Um, there's some cracking ones. The Wales one's okay. I think there's the Netherlands. Argentina's always good, isn't it? Saudi Arabia is a is a corker. Mexico away. Mexico always do my favourite kits. Do you remember the one from I think it was Italian ninety with like the ink and face on it? They've got sort of gone for a similar one in the with the away kit, uh, and then it goes on and on. Can you, like can you send me the link, ASD? I'll put it in the chat now. There's some really, really good ones. Um, any other business before I've got a little, a little something, something. Uh, if you want to go into a little quiz, I was going to do. I started to do a Maldini or Romero last minute. Um, of we we had it in the chat, didn't we? Of all the players that Chris hates, just to see what you would do. So I'd do Ronaldo or Terry, and just do go through a list of Rogans just to see. I, what you would. I, I think I would have been a conscientious objector to that ASD. Which would have been my problem. Chris, you'd have, you'd have been outvoted two to one, so the quiz would have gone ahead. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I just would have been a conscientious objector. I would not have paid. I wouldn't have taken part. <laughs> Our son is on 96 Premier League goals, which is one behind Adebayor. He's gone ahead of Yakubu Van Nistelrooy and Berbatov now. So, I mean, Premier League legend status now. He's in the Ronaldo's only. Van really? Ran... is on 95. So he's got, he's one behind Adebayor. Letizia was on bang on 100. But listen to these names now. Ronaldo, 102 goals. He's only six behind that. Drogba, 104 goals. Darren wow. Bent. Paul Scholes, Peter Crouch and 108. He should beat all those this season. So, like, absolute, like, build a stadium for him. Build a stadium, build a statue. So what I've got here, I've got six players and I'm going to give you their teams. And you have to guess who they are. Jack is really good at this. I find these things really annoying, but uh, Jack's really good at this. So we'll see where it is. I'll give you one each and we'll see where we go. Hang on, what? Oh, no, actually, what I'll do, I'm going to read out a list of teams and it, it's describing a player's career. So you've just got to guess who it is. Some of that I think... It'll give, you the, it'll give you the teams that someone's played for, Chris, and you've got to just guess who the player is. That oh, would be okay. a much better way of saying We've it. We've done that before, haven't we? Yeah, loads. It's a massive rip-off were... of, uh, of the footballer game on TalkSport. Massive yeah, and what you of were, it. And what you were describing a minute ago, ASD, is not ex- not what we're doing now. No, 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 no. I, do, I wouldn't do that to you. Okay. Okay. First one, nice and easy. Um, is this for me? Tell you what, I'll just read out, read out one, and um, I'll ask you to guess, and then, and then I'll ask Jack to guess, and then we'll we'll go from there because Jack is really good at this, and like annoyingly good at this. So you'll always get the first guess. Uh, <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. So the first club is Ipswich Town. Do you want to have a guess at who it might be? A Darren who, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> it's Switch Town, Charlton Athletic, Tottenham, Sunderland, Villa, Fulham, Brighton, Derby, Derby, Burton. Jack could go next. If we're going to do it like that, Jack could go next. Oh, fine. Jack. <laughs> this could be potentially the best game ever if we're just guessing <laughs> it on the first on the first team. Oh, fine. Well, this is uh, Tottenham Hotspur, Jack. Oh. oh um, 
love it. Andros Townsend. No, I was going to say good guess, but I don't. I don't know what makes a good guess in this uh, <laughs> in this situation. He's a good guess though. Chris, you got you got a guess. Oh, have I got a guess now as well? Yeah. Why not? Uh, Harry Winks. No. Uh, Dulwich Hamlet on loan. Peter Crouch. Peter Crouch. Can you can you go further, Jack? So he goes to Hasselholm on loan for eight games. So from Tottenham he goes to. The permanent went QPR, didn't they? QPR. QPR and then QPR to Villa. Won't there's one in between? Is there? Is that a permanent or is it a loan? Permanent. He played 37 mm. games in 2001. He went back there. Norwich. No, Portsmouth. Oh, I do. Portsmouth, Villa, Norwich on loan. Southampton, Liverpool, Portsmouth, Spurs, Stoke, Burnley. He played 225 games for Stoke. Yeah, it was his longest stint, wasn't it, at Stoke? By a long, long way. He was a great striker. But I mean, got... great is probably slightly over again. No, I've, 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 I really think he was. Longevity. Like, how many goals did he got? Was it about 110, 115 Premier League goals, was it? One, four, five. I oh, know because it, it one four five goals in total for the Premier League. Let me have a look. I mean, I just he's in the hundred club, isn't he? He's in the hundred club. club, yeah. But I don't think his goal ratio is good enough. Really, <laughs> Frank. Like he he's he got in Portsmouth. He was eighteen in thirty seven, but then he was never he was never close to one in two, which is the benchmark. He's only twelve goals for us in seventy three games, which is not good enough, mm. you know. And one of those was a hat trick, right, against Stoke. And one absolutely despicable sending off against Real Madrid I can't forgive him for that well, the, the Stoke hat-trick was the next game wasn't it it was the game in between the two Real Madrid games um, when it was 3-2 at half time because he was supposed to be the one that was experienced in the Champions League yeah yeah. but then he had also scored that that goal away that hadn't he yeah well, well yeah. no the goal away uh, AC oh. yeah, yeah 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 and he's away from Yepes here and Lennon Crouch. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, Jack, Peterborough United. I, I, pass. I think you might have to give us a couple because we're literally. Fine, it, it's a stupid way of doing it. Uh, Peterborough United, Tottenham Hotspur. In fact, just shout it out. I'll read them slowly. Peterborough United, Tottenham Hotspur, Everton, Fulham. Solver. I don't know who Solver are. Simon Davis. Simon Davis. He returned to his French. He yeah. came from Peterborough, didn't he? Very good, yeah. I forgot Everton, but Fulham. Yeah. yeah he did go to Fulham. He's useful little player, I thought. Like, obviously, he's Welsh, so I'm a fan. Oh, here so we go. Here we yeah. go. Well, but... Do you know what? Jack ASD likes him. <laughs> Imagine. You say this, but Bale still annoys me <laughs> as a club footballer. Like in the Champions League, you can't argue with him. Internationally, you can't argue with him. It always annoyed me for Spurs. I think because I think his first touch is poor, and it feels harsh criticizing like one of the greatest players that ever lived. He's always just annoyed me. He became so arrogant in that last season. That's because you're a contrarian, so you're happy to sit here and defend Joe Roden, but you're not having <laughs> Gareth, Gareth Bale. Bale. Uh, probably the greatest British footballer of all time. John <laughs> <laughs> Charles, that one. Uh, all right, then this one should be a little easier. Dinamo Zagreb, Inter Suppresic, Manchester City, 
Tottenham, Luka. Luka, Tottenham Hotspur. I forgot we sent him out on loan to buy Leverkusen and then he went to Lokomotiv Moscow. Isn't he like a mayor now or something? Or is that, I've got that totally wrong. He's a good yeah, player I, as well. It, 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 it was we always say one. this. No, solid. 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 And I was going to talk about uh, best looking footballers. Uh, he's a good looking man. With a beard, I think he's a very good looking man. Uh, Roque Santa Cruz is your, if you're asking, is my number oh, one. Yeah, 100%. 100% Roque Santa Cruz. <laughs> trying to think because I think most attractive sports person of all time is um, Cheval. Have you seen him? That French football, that uh, French rugby player. Um, he's like the most manly man you've ever seen. I'm going to share my screen now so you can see him. Got a type ASD. Absolutely not. No, you're not having it. Absolutely, absolutely not. Stunning man. No, not having it. I don't know how you could put him, have him and Rocket Santa Cruz in the in the same sentence. Oh, They're like chalk and cheese. Trying to think of who my other ones are. I've definitely got a well, Latin thing. The Mexico thing. kits are amazing. I'm just looking at the kits. Mexico. This is what I'm saying. Mexico always They're do well. Wonderful. The away kit particularly is glorious. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Roque Santa Cruz is like Aguero's better looking older brother. Do you know what I mean? They've got similar face structure. This is what used to annoy Van. We always used to talk about good looking footballers. All right, next one. Uh, Charlton Athletic. Norwich City on loan. Chelsea. Newcastle. Scott Parker. Scott Parker. I totally forgot he played for Newcastle, West Ham, Tottenham, Fulham. He only played 50 games for us. Loved him. I, Loved I was him. always on the fence with him. No, he was important. He was important. He provided one of the assists for those two goals in, against the Arsenal, where we scored those two identical goals in two minutes. But I also there was that thing of him just being like a really stable influence in the centre of the park that when we really needed it to just like experience, just calm everything down. Yeah, yeah. We were still a little bit soft at that point as well when we got him. There was still that little bit of like away from home. Can we crumble quite? He was fantastic, Platt Parker. Didn't he? I mean, the Garner kits are good. The Garner kits are good. Again, always good. What I'd like them to do, though, is model them not on footballers, on normal looking people, on like bigger people, because like it's great. Look, they're all most kits will look good on a footballer. I want them to like, what's it look like me on me? You know, something that. what does it look like stretch around the waist? You want to, basically, you want to model the, the latest Wales top. That's what it is. <laughs> that's that's what that. we're getting at. I would love that. I'm a little bit annoyed they've changed it for the World Cup. But, um, oh, let me show you these. Well, well, who was the pl- last player you can remember us buying f- uh, from West Ham? Parker. Anyone else? I think he probably was the last one, wasn't he? Like, di- direct buy. I can't think of anyone else because it was Defoe, Carrick. Yeah, it's, it's not many. Parker's is it? the most recent. Yeah. Do you remember? He, I think he, didn't he give Adebayor an assist on our debut? We beat Liverpool four 0 I remember I had tickets and then I was I was in Croatia uh, with Emma and um, ran away. But look at these. These are so what I show the these look like normal what Adidas Samba trainers. Yeah, they do. But look at this customized. Can you see that? It says. Cymru on there, Welsh, the dragon on the stripes. Look, it says 
World I mean, this Cup. is like the best podcast content you could ever have, isn't it? I'm, really. Well, that's why I'm describing it so people can visit so they can. Maybe I think you should take a photograph of it and and add it when you're we'll sort of it. about it because yeah, I like you know. Why would you? Why would you mess with a perfectly stunning pair of trainers? Value add, mate. Value add. Not in the forest. Not in the forest. Tottenham Hotspur. Andy Reid. Whole city. Nottingham Forest. Michael Dawson. Michael Dawson. I I love the man. I love the man. Just you knew what you got with him. Did you come to that um Q and A I did with him last year? No, I would have, no, I would have loved to. I, there was a reason, but no. It was so nice. So like all the things that you think about him are absolutely true. Just really nice. Gave us an hour of his time. Had a really nice chat about all sorts of things. My favourite question was someone asked him about being on um, Gavin's wall in Gavin and Stacey. And he took that in his stride brilliantly. Yeah, he, went, he was yeah. on, um, wasn't he on? Because he, isn't it, Gavin is a Spurs sport because he wears the half blue, half white kit. It's really weird. Yeah. He wears that one in it, uh, which is great. He, um, Tevez called him the best English player I've d- played against, which is a good thing because Tevez is pretty outstanding. Right then, uh, Ajax, Cape Town, Ajax, Rusha Dortmund, Everton, Tottenham, Everton, Pienaar. Pienaar. He was the most disappointing player I've ever seen. He wasn't. He, he was. I was really excited. He felt like when we signed him, because he, he chose us over Chelsea, didn't he? Like we'd match the money and all that. And it was like, you know, we're finally going to, you know, challenge the bigger sides and all that. And he was terrible. Did he ever score? Or did he even score? He scored for us against Shamrock Rovers. I there think we were away. And he looked really miserable when we do it. I think Kane might have scored his first goal in that game or just something... I um, think I think he didn't settle. I think he couldn't really find his feet in London, as I think, and it just didn't work. But I think that was Kane's first goal, you know, ASD. Are you I'm, checking it now? I'm checking it, yeah, but there was someone else who scored as well. Like, it, we had a look. I th- we, we went out of Europe or something, didn't we? Let me have a look. Pinar, Townsend, Defoe and Kane, yeah. Here's the team. Kudicini, Asuokoto, Kabul. Livermore, Rose, Townsend, Crancho, Sandro, Pinar, Dos Santos, Defoe. So that was when Liverpool played at centre-back. Oh, and Yago Falco and Kane came on. Yeah, um, that was it. That was that was the that was the little quiz. Jack, you're always good at those. Well done, mate. I love the foot. I love the football career path game. I think it's great. I just can't get it in my head. I just can't do it. I can't yeah. do it. Uh, Chris, something we've done before, which I'd be some homework if you want, and you don't have to do it. I can edit this out. Is we did it a few years ago, and I, I you might have done it, but it's a football eleven, but the players in it can only represent. There only one team can be represented. So if you choose Ronaldo, you can't choose any. Well, you're not going to choose Ronaldo, but you can't choose any other player who's ever played for Juventus, Man United, Sporting, Real Madrid, right? So if you that, so then. It's pretty it's tough. tough. It's cause, tough. Because you get to like nine and suddenly you go, oh, I might have, I don't know. And one who's, but then it knocks, it starts a chain. So you have you, to. You, you guarantee to end up with an absolute stinker in your team somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Or but just a team of like one club players. That's yeah, the smart go like, route of going down. 
Kane Gerard. Well, I think yeah. considering we're going to be, I need to do a bit more homework on our North v South. Oh yeah, we're going to do a draft next week, aren't we? Of uh, North versus South, because what? Who said it? What was his name? Ted Bowley. Todd, Todd Bowley. Yeah. Todd Bowley. Yeah. Suggested that we should do that, and I'm all for it to be honest. Charity Shield seems to be a bit of a joke now, so let's have a superstar game. I think there's a couple of things though, because the Community Shield does raise money, so you've got to think about where that money's going to come from for those charities. Mm-hmm. But I did also like the idea that they could make it a 200 million pound game, and that that then just gets um, that's what that's the money that they give to the pyramid. If they don't want to give it, that's what they were saying because they're talking about how they give more money to the pyramid on the basis of the you know Premier League and all its riches. So, you know, if they want to make another game that makes 200 million quid and give that to the pyramid, then I'm all definitely all for that. When you say the pyramid, what do you mean? As in the 92? Right. Yeah, the rest of the game. And, and you know, and below, if, you know, where needs to be, if there's bits that need to go into different other bits of grassroots. Yeah, yeah. OK. Yeah. OK, let's do it. And um, did you see my idea about the offside? I think I've solved the offside rule. Because, you know, what what's always annoyed me is how... If a player is like offside but facing the wrong way or not going for the ball, they're not deemed as offside. But if you've got like a right back who's doing the exact same thing, they are they are the line. If they're the deepest one, they're the they're the line. But if they're not influencing play, then why are they counted if a striker's not counted? So why not just have it as the player closest to the goalie for either side is the line and it's either offside or not? Done. I I, I tried to respond to your message on this and I typed <laughs> like essays out twice and i just i can't i can't put into words like what i'm thinking like because it's like it's a valid it's a valid question to throw up because you know from a fairness point of view and all that but i'm just like i, I couldn't even res- i couldn't respond to it i didn't know what to say i think the thing for me is is that offside is already like a massive hot potato that no one knows how to interpret so you know just adding more complications to it it's going to make it more complicated and i think people... it's taken away because it's it's, all, it's basically going back to what it was just who's the player who's the last player is it and is it off which type side do they belong to no but isn't that what we do now anyway no because you've got this weird thing about whether the player is influencing whether the attacking player is influencing play i'm basically saying if that player is offside they're offside whether they're running at the ball or not because it, yeah. they must be it, they must be influencing play because the goalkeeper's thinking about them. That's that's my problem with it. Yes, I think I completely agree with you. There we go. We should definitely um, in the next few weeks. We we spoke about it years ago on the pod about if you could change one rule about football and it can be absolutely anything. What would be the thing that you would change? And I think a few of us started talking about like quite sensible suggestions. And then Van came in, didn't he? And he was like, um, the handball roll will disappear for five minutes during a game. <laughs> and he's like, oh, right, OK. And it took a massive, uh, massive nosedive that pod and went in a completely different direction. Yeah. Well, I, I like this. It's like, how can you make golf Amazing. interesting? Like just how, like maybe use hexagonal shaped balls. So you don't really know which way they're going to go off in or put hoops in the sky. And if you get it through there, you get an extra point yes. or just something like that, you know? Because golf is a very boring game to watch. I know people try really hard to watch it and make it interesting. I find it very, very, very dull. Hey ho, that's just me. Uh, good, thing, bis- good thing we're not doing a golf podcast, eh? So. What would you do a golf podcast about? I mean, oh my god, he, he hit that ball close to the hole, didn't he? That was a good one. I mean, anyway, not your favorite golf. 
not to defend golf, but people that like golf might wonder what we'd be talking about in a football podcast. Although, having said that, they've only got to listen to one, Chris, to know that we we, we don't talk yeah, about anything. The most talked about, the most written about, etc. Sport, you know. So you know. Yeah, not an elitist sport. That's it. Oh, and while we're here, while we're while I'm on my high horse, I think we've done way too much in remembrance of the Queen. We didn't have games. But to, out of respect, then we had a minute silence. Then we had applause on it. Where, when's it going to end? She didn't care about this sport. Just, just do one of those three things. Um, I, I'm, I was not. I'm glad I wasn't there because I would have done something stupid. I'm. It's not about football though, is it? I think everyone's. So, I mean, like you go walk down the street and there's like, the local estate agent has like replaced all of their pictures of houses with it's pictures so of the weird. Queen. And it it's because like... I think you know business is hard to come by. And I think people are worried that somehow they're not they're going to lose their business if they haven't shown some respect. It's weird, isn't it? Respect. Well, that's it. It feels like it's a thing you have to jump on board with. And I'm to be very, very clear. I have full respect for people who feel it. There's a national feeling. There's people being reminded of grandparents. I'm full on board with that. Yeah. But being it feels like every business is taking the opportunity to tell us that we're a nation in mourning well we're not because there's a lot of people who aren't mourning it uh, as you could hear with the Everton booing and uh, other clubs booing the, the silence but it does feel like a lot of there people wasn't a booing in. of the silence yesterday but there were people yelling and Just, to the extent that it was audible um, I'm going to swear now so you know beep me if you need to so that, that it was audible to the beep. whole room <laughs> that someone <laughs> said Show some respect, you cunts. And then yeah. there was loads of sniggering. And of course, like I don't know how that does it. That sort of defeats the purpose, frankly. Um, yeah, it's it's, and you have to let people show their respect as well. Like, and I'm fully on board. Oh, yeah. sorry, there was four things. There was the singing the the national anthem as well. Where, so, but yeah, uh, had to get off that my, my get that off my chest. I have off. to say, I find. I've always found this difficult with the national anthem. Long to reign over us. I don't want anyone reigning over me. Thank you very much. I've never sung it. I would be like Bellamy in the Olympics. I, I just yeah, it's it's not for me. No. However, I d- I would never deny anyone their opportunity to do so should they want to in in, in national in places of kind of when you're having sort of national events. And the and the silence and all the rest of it. It was, you know, like I would never make a, you know. But I also yeah, wouldn't yeah. stand in a queue for twelve hours. No, it, people have got their right to have a minute silence in the same way people should have a right not to be arrested for having a sign that says "Not my king." You know, it's there. there there's a lot of hypocrisy around this, but we're not a political podcast. We're a, we're a golf podcast. So um, any other business. <laughs> <laughs> No, if not, well, thank you. This is the latest podcast we've ever done. Like we're something, something magical's happened tonight. So uh, thank you for your time. Sleep well, and uh, don't forget <laughs> sweet dreams. <laughs> and uh, don't forget the future's bright. The future's really white. Come on, you Spurs! I always thought there was very, very many people interested in football, and I always thought that football was a very important game. But I never realised until today just how important it is. Whether the Wonder Boys of White Hart Lane are or are not the team of the century can't possibly be more than a matter of opinion. Well, they're the finest team in Great Britain and one of the best in the world. We are about the glory of the game. 
We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur. The curve of the ball, the billow of the net, the beating of the trap and the picking of the lock, the swiftness of thought, the lightness of touch. We are Ginola, Greaves, Klinsmann. We are the collective gasp, the intake of breath, the flick, the trick, the 30-yard free kick. We are Hoddle, Mabbott and King. We are the lob, the chip, the dummy and the volley. We are the hat trick, the scissor kick. We are Bill Nick. That is schoolboy's own stuff. We are the outside of the boot, the inside of the net, and those seconds that last forever. Van der Vaart to level it up. Raphael van der Vaart, 2-2! It's quite a game, isn't it always? We are Jennings, Defoe and Perryman. Glory past, glory future. What was, what is, what's next? We are Blanchflower, Ardelis and Bale. We are about winning with a flourish. We are about winning with style. We are about the glory of the game. Daring to try, daring to risk, daring to dream. To dare is to do. Tottenham 